Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live from the Ontario Convention Center in Ontario, Canada, which puts us about 2,000 miles from where we're supposed to be. This is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 234, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. This is Tom. This is Cash. This is Albert. And today we have a shout-out to listener Pat from the Ontario Convention Center in sunny Southern California, not Canada, at the Sescal Stamp Show 2019. Next week we are going to do a history podcast just for you. This week, though, we have the Sescal Sescal Stamp Show wrap-up. For some reason I can't talk. (laughs) And today we have with us Gary Lowe, the Director of Expertising for the American Philatelic Society. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? I am excellent, thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I've been a stamp collector, oh, I guess for two-thirds of a century or something close to that. When, uh, when my dad gave me his stamp album, I randomly opened it up to a page. I landed on Gambia where I saw that beautiful blue six-penny stamp, and uh, I was hooked. I've been collecting ever since. I specialize in Gambia and the uh, King George V Silver Jubilee omnibus issue of 1935. So um, two fairly specialized areas, but my uh, collecting interests don't influence or limit my... uh, my philatelic interest because I research and write about pretty much anything postal history related. So I see myself part collector and part philatelic researcher. I love the hobby. You are the first person I've ever met who specializes in Gambia. Or excuse me, it's the Gambia, right? No, the Gambia is the current name of the independent nation. I specialize in the uh, British colony of Gambia. They added the the after independence. Oh, it, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, we're getting so that. There's me, there's me and seven other guys out there, I think, who uh, <laughs> specialize in Gambia. Excellent. Well, we met actually face to face for the first time at the show. We'd been on social media for a long time before that. But when we were at the uh, Sescal Stamp Show, there was a great interaction that I saw, and I'd like you to share it with us. It was a couple that had inherited a stamp collection. I thought this was great. Can you share that with the audience? Sure, I'd love to, because it was one of the best conversations I've had in a long, long time on uh, the subject of uh, philately. Uh, This was a young couple, I think in their late 20s or thereabouts, that um, the young woman had inherited, I think it was her father's stamp collection. Um, She shared with me a few photographs a partial indication of what was uh, in this collection. And uh, I can tell you it filled half a wall with albums. There were um, Scott Internationals, but it was predominantly the really thick binders of um, uh, the Master Global, the old Minka series albums. 
So she had, uh, I don't know how many hundred albums, but this was not a small stamp collection. Um, she told me that um, she'd been thinking uh, that she didn't want to sell it, but that she really wanted to get into stamp collecting uh, just to carry on a tradition. Um, and that's what we like to see in the hobby nowadays. You know, everybody's concerned about the future of philately. Um, I, I will tell you I'm not among that group. I'm an optimist about the future of the hobby. And uh, this young lady and her husband are a perfect example why. Uh, she wanted to learn about the hobby in general, about stamp collecting in general, about what she had in particular, and what directions she could take it. She had no idea about the value of any of the stamps, or uh, really, she just touched the surface of what the different albums were by country or area. So uh, she's, she's starting at ground zero, but she had the kind of enthusiasm that for the most part, only the youth of the hobby uh, really uh, ever demonstrates. She had that youthful exuberance, and it was a lot of fun. So I, I counseled her that the way to learn about the hobby, uh, generally in her holdings in particular, would be to start out um, at a good, reliable location for uh, getting information on the Internet and uh, I don't think I'm biased in saying that a nice, reliable place to start would be at the APS website, which is stamps.org. Uh, so that was a good starting point for her. Um, turns out she's uh, an avid reader, so I pointed out to her some of the benefits of APS membership. Uh, I wasn't putting a hard sell on her, but we have a lot to offer for uh, a person in her position. And I pointed out that the um, the APS publication, the American Philatelist, is just a great place to start. Every month there are many features, probably around a dozen features every month, plus columns, all of which talk to the diversity of um, the hobby. So regardless of what area she was interested in looking at, what album she was going to pick out and review, uh, there's something in the AP that would uh, be of interest to her. And even if she starts to focus in on one area of the collection as something she wants to specialize in, we all learn from the different uh, kinds of collectors and the different ways of looking at philately, how to become better collectors in our own specialized areas. So I think the AP is just a delightful uh, entree to the hobby, uh, as, as well as for those of us who have been collecting for a long time. I also pointed out um, the, the many different resources that she could key in on uh, as she starts to uh, not just understand her current collection, but to add to it. Um, we've got at the uh, American Philatelic Society something called Stamp Store, which is an Internet-based uh, place where um, members of the APS can sell their stamps. They are pretty much all vetted thoroughly so that it's a safe place uh, for buyers to come, whether she wanted to sell some of her own stamps or buy more and add to her collection, that's a, a real benefit to um, collectors because it's a safe space in which to buy. But I think the, uh, the thing that got her interested most uh, is something that we 
don't normally think about young collectors being interested in, and that's the estate advisory service that is available to APS members. Typically, somebody inherits a collection. They don't know what to do with it. They're not interested in collecting, so they want to sell it, and we can link them up with two or more uh, expert philatelists. Typically, they are dealers or very experienced collectors, and they've got um, access to that kind of a team. This is a volunteer service. These members offer to serve uh, the heirs of members and uh, enable them to you know, find out what's in their collection and depending on how they want to proceed, what's the best way to dispose of or hang on to a collection if that's what they're interested in. But I thought that in her case, where she's really committed to um, joining the hobby and learning about it and being serious as a collector, uh, hooking her and her husband up with one or two or more members of our volunteer uh, advisory uh, group is a great way to just learn about the hobby. Somebody who's been experienced in collecting stamps and frequently selling stamps for many, many decades is going to be able to give her a perspective as to what she truly has, where are the strengths, where are the weaknesses, and find out from her how she would like to proceed and then give her counsel on um, the best ways of doing that. So I thought that even though it wasn't a typical application uh, for that particular service, in her case it would be really spot on. And she um, she really lit up when I told her that somebody would come and visit um, and um, take a look at her collection and provide uh, really professional counsel on, on how to move forward. So I think I got her really interested in uh, not only the benefits of the American Philatelic Society membership, but the benefits of being a stamp collector. And um, that the exuberance that she showed was just a very rewarding conversation for me. I agree 100%. That's why it was so great is she walked in, she said, I have a stamp collection. I'm not here to just jump, dump it and see how much money I can get. This looks interesting. I want to check it out. And she, you're right. She was very exuberant. She wanted to know about stamp collecting. And it's really interesting because that's something that I didn't know. Uh, I was not aware of it said it was from the grandfather. And what was it? Two weeks ago, we were speaking on this podcast about how you don't get your stamp collecting from your parents, you get it from other people because your parents mm. are like too close to you or something. And the fact that it was from the grandfather, I wonder if that played into it where, you know, she remembers grandpa was a stamp collector and now she's interested in it, but she was incredibly interested in it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Cash. Um, on the other hand, though, uh, I had the pleasure of signing up as a new member, a young man of 14 who came by with his father. His father is an APS member, as was his grandfather. So uh, here we've got a third-generation uh, young philatelist coming on board. Uh, it's, it's reasons like that. I know it's anecdotal, but between these two uh, individuals who came by and visited with me, um, it just gives me a lot of hope for the future. Uh, yes, I'd like to see more 
uh, young folks uh, becoming uh, not just stamp collectors, but part of uh, organized philately as well, which which is really uh, a way to grow in the hobby very safely and uh, very quickly, I think. But um, you know, so yes, we had we had uh, one where it skipped a generation, and and another that was three uh, three generations in a row. They come in all shapes and sizes. Um, all we've got to do here at the APS is make sure that we've got something for everybody that is meaningful, that is accurate, that is reliable, and that is fun to engage with. And that's that's what I think we're all doing here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but one of the things that, that I see is I, I'm I'm on the same boat as you. I have a great deal of faith that stamp collecting isn't going anywhere. But the younger people who are joining today are not joining in the same way as the older people are. The society aspect is more of a community aspect. And there is a big difference between community and society. A society is like a group of people, and a community is where you just communicate with people. And I think that a lot of the new collectors, we're not going to see the same way that we see the old collectors. They're going to be on social media. They're going to be on eBay. They're going to be collecting via Wikipedia or something like that. What do you think? Um... Venues are always changing. Venues have been changing since the late 1800s when uh, stamp collecting was first beginning to flower. One's perception of stamp collecting, what what stamp collecting is all about, those perceptions have changed over the you know over the decades. So how uh, the youth of the hobby views it uh, is well, it's different. What isn't different is the evolution of the hobby is continuing, and uh, I find I find that encouraging because if if we were being static, if this big umbrella, this big tent that we pride ourselves as having in philately, wasn't expanding and moving in different places, well, that would be troubling. So the the ongoing evolution I find very comforting and and. Uh, uh, and, and really exciting because the youth of the hobby are are very dedicated to it, but maybe not in ways that that you and I might have grown up collecting. Uh, for example, topical collecting is a way that the youth tend to view things. It's my position that um, the kids of today are just as interested in the world around them as we in our youth ever were. They happen to research it. They happen to um, participate in it in different ways than than we used to. But they're just as active. And if we can communicate to uh, that youthful group how relevant stamp collecting is for those uh, different interests that they have, um, this hobby is not going to go down at all. It's going to continue to expand. I agree. And. Uh, I have two kids who are in, you know, the teenage years. Uh, they collect Pokemon cards. Uh, coin One collects coins, you know, just out of change, things like that. There is definitely the collecting interest. And I don't think that it's that 
out of the realm of possibilities to, you know, look at stamps as a historical thing and just people start collecting. That's why I started collecting is because of the historical stories to it. So uh, let's see. Why don't you uh, tell us about uh, your expertizing? You know, we do expertizing here. You do expertizing there. Go ahead and give yourself a plug. Tell us uh, how you do and what you do and everything else. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, I became director of expertizing a little over four months ago. I was really pleased when uh, Scott English, our executive director, thought that I might be able to come on board and uh, take us in a few new directions. We've got a good, solid base of expertise. I am blessed to have a uh, an expert committee that numbers something just under 180 experts. We do uh, expertizing, of course, of uh, U.S. material, but um, we also cover the world. With very few exceptions, I've got uh, two or more uh, experts who come both from the hobby and um, from the stamp dealer community and the auction uh, house community. So we've got a, a breadth of experience that we can bring to bear on uh, developing opinions. Uh, the biggest challenge I think we face is making sure that we fulfill more than the uh, traditional functions of expertizing. When you come to us or anybody else for a certificate, you really want to know three things. You want to confirm the identity of the stamp. You want to find out if it's genuine. You want to know some information about uh, its condition. Um, but the American Philatelic Society is a 501c3. We are a not-for-profit educational institution. And it's, it's my contention, my belief, that in expertizing, we play a role in uh, informing and educating our clients about the stamps and covers that they own. So one of the things that I'm doing is providing supplemental reports in addition to the certificate that tell them about the stamps that they own or sometimes the stamps that they are considering uh, to purchase. Yes, it's about education, but it's also also about customer service. And uh, a couple of the things I'm interested in doing here is to make sure that um, we can provide thorough, active, responsive opinions uh, in, in a timely uh, manner and um, make sure that we expand the functionality of what we do by using some analytical uh, philately tools to um, to really do a better job uh, to improve upon the you know the really solid level of opinions that we issue now by getting more scientific in our approach. So those are a few of the things that are going on here uh, at Expertizing. It's not all going to happen overnight, but um, looking at the improvements that that we've um, already come up with. I'm really excited about the future of expertizing uh, uh, at the American Philatelic Society. Well, if I could share something with people, um, you know, the APS, the PF, and PSE, we all do American stamps, Canadian stamps, and the like. The real benefit that the APS has is that you have a huge 
system where you can go to collectors of different countries that the PF, PSE, PSAG, we don't have that. You have a network of collectors that if you get a stamp from Uruguay, we would have to search for an expert of Uruguay. You've already got them in your Rolodex. You've got these people. And so, um, especially when you're dealing with the world, the APS is the best place because otherwise you have to find a Uruguayan expertizing company. And that's just beyond the ability of a lot of uh, intermediate collectors uh, or me, I collect Switzerland. You know, finding a Swiss expertizing company is tough because I have to send it to Switzerland. I would much rather send it, and I have sent it, to the APS instead because you have people who represent the entire world. I, I love the example of Switzerland that you use because one of the members of our expert committee happens to be the president of the APS. So uh, it's a, <laughs> a oh, nice there. tight circle there. There you go. Yeah, Bill, Bill Gross yeah. in his collection. He uh, was a big Swiss collector also. So there's a lot of stuff hitting the market on that high-end side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say um, perhaps half of the uh, requests for uh, authentication that come in are not the high-end material that is traditionally seen uh, as the marketplace for uh, expertizing, but these are folks that are either beginning or intermediate-level collectors, and yes, they want confirmation about the stamp's identity and authenticity, but they also want to learn more about the stamps that they have. Um, and that's really just a, a sweet spot for the APS because we have so many resources here between our uh, wonderful American Philatelic Research Library uh, and the experts that are just wandering around the hall here so that if we really need information to to help get our members and, and others uh, smarter about what they own, not just the authentication aspect of expertizing, We've got those resources here, and it's just a joy to be able to help those young uh, folks. And they are, to a large extent, you know, young folks, um, uh, you know, just learn more about the hobby through expertizing. I find that prospect very exciting. Well, I am a 25-year member of the APS. I'm actually over 25 years, but I got my 25-year pin. Uh, Tom is an ex or a member of the APS. Yep. It, we, uh, Scott is, Scott's not here today, unfortunately. There are, I would like to tell everybody who's listening that the punishment for not joining the APS is that you haven't joined the APS. And everybody out there should join. So why don't you give them like a email or an email address or something like that. People, this is a, what is it, $30 now? Or is it 25 What, the? The membership. Uh, membership is $45, 45. a year. Okay. Yeah. So for $45 a year, you will not be disappointed. Give it a shot. Yeah. Um, well, if you're looking for the... Uh 
what is it, the elevator pitch about the APS? It's really simple. Um, all those benefits that I was describing to that, uh, to that young lady I spoke about earlier um, come with membership in the APS. And uh, the easiest way to join is to go to our website, www.stamps.org, O-R-G, and uh, there's a link right on the front page that says Join, and um, you click there, you fill in um, some key information about yourself. We are a reference-checked organization, so there is a vetting process because it is important for members to know that other members are reliable uh, participants in the philatelic community. So uh, when you join, um, it takes a month or so to become officially a part of the uh, the community. And uh, once that happens, you know, all those benefits of membership are available to you. You can call in and get help from the reference library. You can call in and get help from expertising and uh, um, talk to people at the Internet Sales Division. Many, many opportunities. We're here to help. We're here to assist. And uh, we, we love making our members feel that they are part of a unique philatelic community. So stamps with an S at the end, dot org. Stamps, yep. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, how, how was your trip to uh, Southern California, by the way? I heard you had 11 <laughs> airplanes. Um, yeah, I was booked on 11 different flights to make it out there. I, I was only on three of them, but uh, the, the travel was a challenge. Uh, being at SESCAL was just a joy. Um, had a lot of fun, met Many members, young and old, met many prospective members, young and old, and um, you know, got to talk to the dealers and the exhibitors. As with any other stamp show, I thought this was just a lot of fun being out there and uh, participating in all the wonderful things that stamp shows represent. Well, I look forward to seeing you at the next stamp show. Sounds like a plan. Thank you for having me, Kaj. I you're, appreciate it. You're very welcome. You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.